VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today has long been warning about the Islamic takeover of our nation. Not uh, an overnight takeover, but a gradual one. He's used the illustration of the frog in the kettle. I mean, if you put a frog into extremely hot or boiling water, it's going to hop out immediately. However, you put that frog in at room temperature water and slowly heat it to a boil, Mr. Frog is soon going to be cooked. Increasingly across our country, we are seeing the influx of Islamic influencers and Islamic doctrine that is taking hold. CBS News reported after the November election, this year's midterm elections propelled a large number of history-making politicians into office, proved to be historic for Muslim Americans with a record-breaking number of community members being elected to their respective seats. Republican Mehmet Oz would have been the nation's first Muslim senator had he won his seat in Pennsylvania, but even with his loss, 82 Muslim candidates swept up local, state, federal, and judicial seats in 25 states. That's a report from the Jetpack Resource Center and the Council on American-Islamic Relations. And friends, it doesn't stop there, as just this past Tuesday, the All-Muslim City Council of Hamtramck, Michigan, that's a suburb of Detroit, just voted to allow the religious sacrifice of animals on private property. Joining us today, we welcome Usama Dakdak, founder of the Straight Way of Grace Ministry. He's a speaker on the daily radio broadcast, revealing the truth about Islam. He does speak fluent Arabic. He has translated the Quran into English. He's author of Exposing the Truth About the Quran and Exposing the Truth About Jihad. Usama, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Thank you, Brother Jim. It's always my honor to be with you and all our wonderful audience. So let's first address the November election. The largest number of Muslim candidates ever have won states, state, federal, judicial seats, 25 different uh, uh, states, and uh, 82 Muslim candidates elected to office. Your thoughts on that, Usama? Well, when you and I talked about that before the election, we said there are 100 plus, 150 yes. or so are running, and I'm guessing I said 100 or so are going to win. So I was close. I was not far away in numbers. And let me give you a guess for 2024. There will be almost 250, and the number 82 will jump to 150. Hmm. So what is happening here, Brother Jim, is exactly the normal uh, things which I expect years and years ago, just after September 11th. Because after September 11th, I thought one of the two things is going to happen in America. The American people are going to wake up, and they will do what is right by studying Islam, learning what is the word of Allah in the Quran and the teacher of Muhammad, look at the history of the Muslim invasion to Europe and the Muslim invasion to the 57 Muslim countries 1,400 years ago. And that's when the American people were going to make a decision. No, it is unconstitutional for such people to live in this country. Or, like we have heard our President George W. Bush, he spoke very highly of Islam and Muslims, Allah and Muhammad, and he defended Islam by saying what happened in September 11 have nothing to do with Islam. This ideology is extremism, radicalism, fundamentalism, have nothing to do with Islam. Islam is love, Islam is peace. And, and after he said that, I said, if that's what the American people will believe, we're talking about 20 years ago, if that was the American people believe, it is goodbye to this country. Mm-hmm. And then we learn about Sharifa Mustafa. Sharifa Mustafa, she's dead now. She clearly stated 35 years ago, that is literally uh, uh, 15 years or, or so before September 11, that Muslims must take over America of Allah. And she told us how, as we have this great meeting in Chicago just a few years after she made her comments and statements that we will take over America politically, through education, through the, the media, and more. So I know this is coming. And when we saw the first Muslim man and the first Muslim woman and the first Muslim this and the first Muslim that, I saw, mm-hmm. I said, you give a Muslim an inch, they go for a mile. And that's exactly what's happening. Eighty-two are right now in our government. These are not Muslims. These are Muslims belongs to the Muslim jihadis. They belong to the Muslim Brotherhood. They belong to the what we call extremists or radical or fundamental. 
This is a reality. I do not believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I do not believe that we have in America 82 born-again Christian men in this government. I do not believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me. But we have 82 Muslim jihadi. The same people who attacked us on September 11 are the same people who are running for our offices. And the number will double and quadruple. Just give it enough time. Every two years, they will continue to go up the ladder, especially because the American people until today do not have a clue what Muslims believe and what Islam is all about. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You talked about the number of firsts, and sure enough, there are some historic firsts. The first uh, Muslim state legislators have been elected to Maine, Illinois, Ohio, and Texas. Georgia now has the second highest number of Muslim state legislators in the country with its election of its first Muslim woman to the state Senate and House. And uh, Usama, I'd like you to respond to this quote. This is coming uh, from Nia. Ehad Awad, who is the uh, executive director of CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, and he said this, and I quote uh, from the CBS article, we are witnessing the next step in the American Muslim community's political transformation from marginalized voices that were sidelined or worse to decision makers. These newly elected officials are building upon the success of our community's decades-long investment in civil civic engagement, voter registration, running for office. So what he is saying, we're witnessing the next step sure. Sure. in this process. Yes, absolutely. These Muslims are not running for office because they love our democracy, they love our freedom, they love everything we stand for in this country. They're here to run for these offices for the purpose of making America a Muslim country. And they're not going to say, please help me to do that. They're going to do it themselves. I don't have to ask some American senator or a Christian or a Jew or an Asian. I will be the senator. I will be the congressman and congresswoman to make that decision reality. And that's exactly what we have seen already. Things we're going to be covered in our program today and the things which mm-hmm. yet to come in the near future. Brother yeah. Jim, this is a problem and it's not going to stop until the frog is boiled, as you just mentioned in the beginning of your talk. Usama, let's uh, just uh, take a case in point what happened last Tuesday, January 10th, and this is the all-Muslim City Council of Hamtramck, Michigan, voted to allow city residents to conduct animal sacrifices at home. Why not? It's Muslim practice. Why not? Muslims have the right to practice their religion in America. Why not? This is a free country of freedom of religion, and as long as the American people do not understand what is Islam, they will continue to give the Muslims the right to do one thing at a time, slowly. We think in America that Islam is just another religion. So if that's another religion, we have freedom of religion, then they have the right to offer the sacrifice in Eid al-Adha. It's once a year where people sacrifice whatever they sacrifice, not realizing that when we, the Christian, I'm not talking about the government now, I'm not talking about the, uh, the politician, I'm talking about we, the Christian. When we, the Christian, see the Muslims practice their things and our government gives them the green light, we are helping them to continue to be Muslim because they never found out that what they're doing is not accurate. That's why I believe it's very important for people to listen to our broadcast through the BCY to learn the truth about Islam and take it from head knowledge to lips service that we have to take it to mm-hmm. the Muslims. Muslims who live in America, imagine with me, if I'm a Mohammedan and I see the American people give me the green light to do this and to do that, all the things of Islam. Why do I need to leave Islam? I will continue to be in Islam. And I hope and I pray as a Muslim man that they will come and I will learn all the things about Islam. And that's when I will go to the next level, which is the final level, which I will be performing jihad in America to wipe out the Americans, who allow me to continue to be a Muslim. So what is Adha? Muslims believe that is the commemoration of what Abraham did with his son Ishmael. And he was about to offer Ishmael, and Allah uh, redeemed Ishmael with a sacrifice, and that's why Muslims continue to practice this, not just in America, but around the world for the last 1,400 years. Now, have the Christian American, have the ministers in our churches learned the truth about Eid al-Adha, that it is a falsehood in Islam. We can use that practice to destroy Islam in America by letting the Muslim know that, first of all, you are not the descendants of Ishmael. You are the descendants of Keturah. 
which is the woman whom Abraham married after the death of Sarah, Genesis chapter 25. The sacrificed son was not Ishmael, even according to the Quran, chapter 33, verse 101, to the end of the story. Uh, 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 you keep going with the verse of 109. The sacrificed son was Isaac, not Ishmael. Second of all, what do you offer in your sacrifice? Animals. Why do you need to offer animals? Because that's what Abraham did. No, the sacrifice, the real sacrifice is Christ on the cross, not some animals. It's ended. That was a picture. And what do you offer? The best you can offer, a camel. Excuse me. You are the people who believe that you believe in Moses. You are the people who believe that you believe in Torah. You are the people who believe that you know the things about sacrifice. Camel, according to Moses in the book of Deuteronomy, it is the first animal which is unlawful to be eaten. And you're going to use unlawful animals like a pig, a swan, to offer as a sacrifice to your God. So what is the problem here, Brother Jim? Muslims in America do not know the true beliefs of Islam, and Muslims in America do not know the true teaching of Christianity, and I blame nobody but the Christians. They've been among us for all these last 60, 70 years, and we're not ministered to them, because A, we're ignorant of Islam, B, we do not know what the Muslim would be doing to America. These are the people who would destroy the church in America, sooner or later. See, we're not living in obedience to Christ's command to make disciples of the Muslims for the whole world. And God make it easier. He brought the Muslims to us here in America and we're sitting watching them take over this country and with the help of the Democrats, they will run this country politically. Usama, and some of the points you were just making here came through this article because one of the council members said, yeah, this is about freedom of religion. And here's the quote, our rights come first, adding he was born Muslim and that's my faith and I will stick with my same faith. Um, so, yes, that the argument is that you're going to say this is freedom of religion, but you're saying Islam is not, is not just another religion, is it? All right. Well, if, if, if that man says that, I would like to take him for a challenge, and I'll show him what else in the Quran. Because the same Quran which teaches him to offer a sacrifice in Eid al-Adha, it is the same Quran which teaches him to behead the Christians because they are Christians. You see, Quran 572 said, infidel indeed are those who said, Surely Christ, son of the Virgin Mary, is God. And that's what all American Christians believe. Quran 573 said, Infidel indeed are those who say Allah is the third of three. And all Christians believe in Trinity. And Quran 47.4 said, When you meet the infidels, when you meet the Christians, strike the next until you have made a great slaughter among them. Now, if he will confess he has the right to practice Islam in America because that country enjoy freedom of religion, where he's going to stop, where he's going to drop the line. Mm-hmm. And I need to talk to our politicians. I need to talk to our good Democrats who love the Muslims over Christ, over Christians. Will you allow the Muslims today to offer sacrifice in their backyard and tomorrow to behead your children in your houses, in your churches, all over this country? Because where do you draw the line? Islam is not a religion to be practiced in America. Islam is a savage cult. It is unconstitutional according to the Constitution of the United States of America, the amendment of freedom of religion for Muslims to practice Islam in America. Usama Daktak with us here today. We're up against a break, and uh, friends, there's more to come, and we hope you'll stay with us because there are some, uh, there are some statements that will bear further light on what he has just said from an imam himself. Back in just one minute, this is Crosstalk on VCY. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, did the Ice Age really happen? Yes, indeed, Chris. There's a great deal of evidence that the Ice Age really happened. It wasn't long ago. It was at the end of Noah's flood. It probably took several hundred years for the Earth to settle back down into the equilibrium we now experience. That readjustment period was primarily the Ice Age. The real key for the Ice Age is more evaporation from the ocean waters, making huge storms of snowfall possible. But the continents were cold, making the storms violent and prolonged. Also, late in the flood was a time of great volcanism, meaning that the Earth's atmosphere was cloudy and shielded the Earth from the sun. So there was more snowfall, less snow melt, and the ice built up. This would have happened in the centuries following the flood. And that's the flood mentioned back in Genesis. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. 
program is called Crosstalk. Our guest today, Usama Daktok from the Straightway of Grace Ministry. His website is thestraightway.org, thestraightway.org. We're talking about Islam advancing its influence in the United States. We've talked about the uh, significant number increase of uh, Muslims now elected to office in states never before seen. Uh, we've talked about certainly what uh, just passed uh, through the uh, the Hamtramck City Council meeting last week to uh, allow individuals to conduct animal sacrifices uh, in you know in their on their own private property, and uh, Usama, you were talking about the what part of Islam will you you know where do, where do we draw the line? Okay, so you can follow this part of Islam but not that. And I, I just uh, came across uh, from Jihad Watch uh, just a, f- a few days ago about a Muslim cleric in Canada who calls non-Muslims the enemies of Allah. And here's his quote, and I want you to to mention this, uh, to speak to this issue. He said, I want our children to understand this well. O Allah, give strength to Islam and the Muslims. Humiliate the infidels and the polytheists. Destroy the enemies of our religion and annihilate the heretics and the atheists. Well, uh, here is a problem with uh, how the West will react to that. If you have not read these words in verses throughout the pages of the Quran and in the saying of Muhammad in the Hadith, then you're going to look at this guy and say, that guy is extremist. That guy is radical. That guy is a fundamentalist. We don't believe that. That's not what Muslims believe. And that go back again to the lack of knowledge. I can assure you, every word that Muslim imam said, it is 100% the solid orthodox, the foundation of Islam. Beginning from Quran chapter 1, which Muslims repeat 17 times every day when they do their five daily prayers. Allah declared in Quran chapter 1 that the Christians are lost. Darlene. Darlene are the people who inherit the eternity in hell. And the Jewish people, the wrath of Allah is against them. That's why when you go throughout the Quran, you read the 79 verses where Allah ordered Muslim believers to engage in war with such people, Jews and Christians, atheists and others. That's why when you go throughout the Quran, you see the 26 verses where Allah demands the Muslim, orders the Muslim to perform jihad against such a people. The worst sin you can ever commit in your life is not adultery. It's not murder. The worst sin is to be a mushrik, that is to associate any person or, or anything with Allah. That is what the Christians are doing. To believe that Jesus is God, that is the worst sin. It is unforgiven sin. A Christian could not be forgiven for it. That's why Allah ordered the Muslim to literally annihilate the Jews and the Christians from the face of the earth. This is the reality of Islam. And I don't want people to think that all these people running for office, they're not Muslims, that, 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 that politician... These are politicians, and don't mix politics with religion. Because guess what? These 82 Muslims who are running for office, it's very important we have to understand, all of them have one common thing. They all swear on the Quran for their offices. And that is the book which teaches the Muslims to hate the Jew, to hate the Christian. And by the way, that's the same book who teaches the Muslims to lie in their oath if they did not mean it in their heart. Mm. It is so wicked cult. Well, friends, as you're listening to Crosstalk today, we're giving that uh, illustrations of Islam advancing its influence in the United States. We just talked about the Hamtramck City Council and their vote for this. But also in Michigan, Usama, just recently there was this anti-Israel rally. Again, this is the hatred, as the as uh, the, the Quran teaches, uh, hatred of uh, the Jews, hatred of the Christians. And they held an anti-Israel rally, uh, and uh, uh, it was put on by pro-Palestinian protesters at the university. Here is a brief excerpt from uh, from their protest as they were going around on the college campus. I'm going to stop it right there. It continues on for a while, but they're yelling out, Intifada, Intifada, long live the Intifada. This is University of Michigan. And you know what's so amazing, Brother Jim? If you investigate those uh, protesters who are shouting, uprise, uprise, or uh, protest, protest against Israel, you will not be shocked to find that some of them are American students. 
sadly, some of these students are the good Baptists and the good Catholic. That's how they are deceiving everybody in this country. And that go all the way back to what they're teaching our children, what the Muslims have been teaching our children from 2002 until today in our public schools about Israel. In my presentation, Lies in the Textbooks, I concentrated in the first three lies about Israel. And we will discover in the end of the study, in, this is what our children, our grandchildren, are learning in our public schools in America, that Israel is occupiers, and they are occupying the poor Palestinian people land, and they are abusing the Palestinians, and that's exactly what most of our students are believing about Israel and Palestinians. When in reality, there are, there are only two places where the Palestinians the Muslim Palestinians are respected, A, in Israel, B, in America. You could not bring a Palestinian family to Egypt or, say, to Saudi Arabia or any of the other 55 Muslim countries to become citizens. But only in America and Israel they are. And here they are in America protesting against Israel. And guess what, Brother Jim? Here's the shocking news. If you think they're hating Israel that much, you have to understand their hatred to Israel is a minor, minor, small thing when you compare it to their hatred to America. Because to all the Muslims, including the Palestinians who live in Israel, they believe Israel is a small devil and America is a great Satan. And sadly, the American people have no clue what I'm talking about. So today they're talking about Intifada against Israel. Tomorrow it will be Intifada against America. But it will not be words. It will not be shouts. It will be action with bombing, with jihad in America. And I find it very interesting, Usama. Uh, just recently, uh, uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, I mean, she was on the House floor making a speech and calling Israel an apartheid state. Israel's the one who is violating human rights. And uh, uh, got to, you know, just uh, the anti-Israel sentiment that continues to spew from her mouth as well. It's, it's amazing, Brother Jim, because when you see all what's happened in the history of the Palestinians, Poor, ignorant, foolish Muslim people. They were able, since 1947, to take half of that land. That is when the United Nations made a decision of two states. But they listened to the Egyptian and to the Syrian and to the Jordanian. When the Muslim of these three countries told them, no, don't take half of the pie, we're going to give you the whole pie. Do not do it. We're going to perform jihad against Israel, and we're going to kill the Jew, and you take the whole land. And guess what? 1967, 1973, 1948, none of these wars have been won. And until today, they are in the street. And none of these three countries which hindered the Muslim Palestinians to take their half of the land, none of them will have any of these Muslims to live in their borders. It's a sad story. Usama Daktak is our guest here today on Crosstalk. I've got several more things we're going to run by you. We were just talking about what happened on the University of Michigan campus, but we're going to go over a few states to the to University in Minnesota. And I know this happened uh, just uh, a few months ago, but I, it really bears into our discussion today. And here it is, a art teacher, an art teacher that was fired over alleged Islamophobia, what did the what did the teacher do? She showed depictions of Muhammad to her art class. I'm sure you're familiar with the story there, Usama. But we always talk about freedom of expression on the university campus, and yet in an art class, they showed a depiction of Muhammad, and now the teacher is fired after showing this. Well, it's amazing because those who fired her are ignorant of Islam. Because if you know that the Shia Muslim have no problem to have a picture from Muhammad. They have no problem to have a picture with, for Ali. As a matter of fact, they have these pictures in their homes, like we have the pictures of Jesus in our churches, in our homes. So why are you taking one side of the Muslim but not the other side? But after that, you cannot, and I said this a million times, you cannot draw a picture of Muhammad or any of the early Muslim companions because there is no picture of them. You cannot draw a cartoon or a best picture you can because if you know nothing about the man, if you've never seen him, how can you draw a picture for him? So it is all imaginary. But I can tell you this. If you draw a picture of an old man next to a child, say the man in his 50s, and the child is six years old or so, without putting any words, without saying anything on the picture, all Muslims will be upset. Why? Because they know. You're talking about Muhammad with his wife, Aisha. Because when Muhammad was 54, he married Aisha when she's six. <laughs> they know the truth behind the picture, and that's why they get angry. But what is so big deal about a picture of a man who dressed like an Arab and you call him Muhammad? It's not a big deal. But what is behind the picture is what Muslims are afraid of. Hmm. 
Usama, one of the things we are seeing is a proliferation of mosques all across this nation, and we are finding that many times it is existing churches that are being bought up and being turned into mosques. Uh, com just had a story on last week of a 164-year-old church uh, in Buffalo. This is a was a Catholic church now destined to become a mosque. Why not? Once again, let's go back to the topic of freedom of religion. Since Muslims start building mosques in America, especially after September 11th, the first big mosque, which is the Cordoba Mosque, Ground Zero Mosque, the Victory Mosque, as we named it, and the American people could not find one reason to close any mosque in America. For all the reasons they were given, it's dumb reasons. It is foolish reasons. Oh, we worry about them people are going to be shouting Allah Akbar from the mosque. No, they're not going to do that. Oh, we worry about there is not enough parking lot. Well, we can fix the problem with parking lot by buying a church because there's always big, huge parking lot in churches. Oh, we do not know where the money comes from. This money may be coming from some Muslim jihadi to build a mosque. All these dumb, stupid reasons for why Muslims should not build a mosque in America. You can close the last mosque in America if you can educate the American people about Islam and tell them, here's what Muslims believe, here's what they teach in the mosque from the Quran, from the saying of Muhammad. Muhammad said, I have been commanded to engage in war with the American people until they all testify to the fact that there is no God except Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. That is the opposite message of freedom of religion. Will you allow people to build a mosque in America? In the future, they're going to launch out this mosque, jihad, to kill your children and your grandchildren who live near the mosque simply because they choose not to become a Muslim? No. Why? Because that goes against the freedom of religion. If the American people will not read the Quran and educate themselves about the topic of Islam, I promise you, many of the churches are going to be taken and they'll be turned into a mosque. And Muslims would love to spend $10 million on a church and turn it to a mosque than to build the same mosque for a million dollars. They will spend as much money as they can because that is a sign that is in an evidence of a true victory for Allah and Muhammad Islam. We're getting rid of the churches and we're making them mosques. Allahu Akbar. What else Muslim can take from this country? Yeah, and this the, the Downtown Islamic Center is calling this a dream come true for all the Muslims in Buffalo and all over the United States. They're saying that this massive property, including the current Downtown Islamic Center, will be one of North America's most prominent Islamic centers. Sure. And if you listen to Mr. Bush... And if you listen to Mr. Obama and uh, Mr. O'Biden, you'll find that they all love Muslims to have mosques in America. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the previous, the, the current Pope of the Catholic Church, he will give them churches to make mosques. After all, the Pope believes that we worship the same God. And Muhammad is a prophet. And the Quran is the holy word of God. That Pope is so stupid that, that he is destroying his church and his people by making them, uh, to be, uh, uh, by making them believe in Islam much better than all the Muslims can ever say. And sadly to say, you will see many of the liberal churches in America protest some people like me by calling us radical or extreme or fundamental or Islamophobe or whatever. And in reality, they are helping the Muslims. We got some Baptist church in America who allows the Muslims to use their large fellowship hall and uh, on Friday for their prayer and run their electric and water to the building across the street from the church to build the mosque. Wow. Can you imagine that with me? This is the result of the uh, ignorance of Islam in America. We'll be right back. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. The rise of fentanyl overdose deaths is skyrocketing and has been the leading cause of death in adults ages 18 to 45. Street drugs have been laced with it, creating new lines of counterfeit pills. Fentanyl is 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. Sadly, many looking for their next high are experimenting with fentanyl and losing their life as a result. Addressing the issue from a biblical perspective is Mark Shaw, founder of the Addiction Connection. In his 33-page booklet, Fentanyl, Mark examines many topics including pain management, what God says about drugs, why people are overdosing, and hope and answers from God's perspective. He addresses issues of the heart which lead many to addiction. The booklet, Fentanyl, is available for a donation of $6 or three copies for $15. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Usama Daktak is with us here today. He is a speaker on revealing the truth about Islam. Uh, he is Egyptian-born. He is uh, has a ministry, The Straightway of Grace Ministry. His website, thestraightway.org, thestraightway.org. Uh, you'll find a number of resources there, uh, books that he has written. He has translated the Quran into English to make everybody aware of exactly what the Quran does say and command to its followers, uh, and uh, other resources, teaching DVDs, etc. Uh, Usam, I understand you are also available. Uh, you'll travel anywhere in this country uh, to churches to have you in as a speaker to really reveal the truth about Islam. Absolutely. I just uh, made a trip to Louisiana, and before that, I was in Florida, and we'll go anywhere. We're just one call away if you're interested to have us to do some seminars to educate them. That is the answer for the problem, is education. And again, folks, you'll find info at thestraightway.org. Usama, there's uh, what we're seeing take place is not always coming forth in the media. Uh, For instance, uh, we had the uh, issue recently with the a car ramming through a gate of the solar plant outside of Las Vegas set his car on fire, disabling the huge facility uh, there for, uh, at the solar plant. Well, what Pamela Geller points out is that uh, this was a Muslim doing this, that this was Islamic terror. We also have uh, from our Jihad Watch reporting of a uh, jihadist who ran over New Yorkers pleading guilty to serving Allah. He said, the orders issued here have nothing to do with me. I am following orders of Allah. And I guarantee you, Brother Jim, I can go with you for another 50 cases just the last year or so. And I guarantee you that more, the most, most majority of the American people have no clue who are these people. In my presentation, the infiltration of Islam to America, I show pictures of different people. First, I saw showing the picture of O.J. Simpson, and I asked my audience, do you know this guy? No name, but just a picture of O.J. Simpson. And everybody in the audience laughed and said, yes. I said, who is this? They say, O.J. Simpson. What did he do? Oh, he killed two people, his ex-wife and her fiancé or whatever. And they give you the details of the story. Then I start showing them one picture after another picture of Muslim men and women. And I said, do you know who this man? No. Do you know who this man? No. Do you know who this woman? No. The problem is not Muslims are not attacking us anymore in America. The problem is we're not talking about it. If these two accidents you mentioned were done by a Christian, some guy by the name John or Mark, I'm not saying born-again Christian will do that, or a, some Jewish guy, I promise you, if it was a minister of some church or a, or a, a rabbi of, of some uh, uh, synagogue, it will be all over the news. And everybody around the world will know what this person did. But since they're Muslims, we don't talk about it. And if we talk about it, we'll find the good four reasons why this happened. Oh, this man was uh, uh, ignorant. He's, uh, he is, he's uneducated. He, he was poor. Uh, she was crazy. Or, uh, or he or she misunderstood the Quran. And we find all, all the excuses to defend Islam from the actions of the Muslims, which is simply the practice of the word of Allah and the Quran and the teaching of Muhammad and the Hadith. This is a problem will not go anywhere. Hmm. More jihad, more uh, intifada in America, and God bless the media in America and the politicians in America, they're not going to hit any near it within miles, which, which means we will never know about it, and it will be, it's, it's a sad story. That's how the, the water will continue to get hotter and hotter, mm-hmm. and people not realizing what's happening. Friends, we're going to open our phone lines right now. Uh, Usama Daktak is our guest. If you have questions on the things we've talked about here, questions pertaining to Islam, our phone number is 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. The other thing, Usama, is we are seeing corporations that jumping on, they're jumping on board in order to be, uh, you know, appease themselves from, from Muslim. There is the North Face brand. Of course, they, they do, you know, deal with a lot of outdoor clothing, but uh, we just saw on jihadwatch.org that the North Face products are, are, are now, you know, they're showing people wearing their products, but now showing in this one case a person wearing a hijab. Yeah, and, 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 and being sure that they're appealing to the, you know, I don't know who they're seeing their constituents as being, but why are corporations buying, bowing down to this agenda? It's, it's not just the clothing of the hijab, brother Jim. If you watch commercials on TV, on Fox News and other channels, 
You see, when you buy vitamins, they show you a Muslim lady in a hijab. When you are uh, buying whatever different medicine, people, Muslim families are always there. As a matter of fact, it is, it is a woke movement in this country that you see more black than white in the commercial, and you see Muslims than any person with a cross on their chest as a Christian person. It is appeasing the Muslims. These are special. Uh, it's a special movement. We see in the end, uh, as we can get bigger and bigger as we go, that these comments say we're not racist, we're not uh, uh, Islamophobe, we love everybody, especially if we know that they are actually investing with Sharia finance, which means the Muslim money is spent in that business and this medicine and this vitamin and that food, and they, Muslims, are so smart. They want to make it the norm for American people to see a lady in a hijab, uh, to see, and, and they make it so fancy dresses and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the burqa. And it is normal to see Muslim men in it. So, so it, because they're part of America, and they're not going anywhere, and they're here to stay, and they're here to take over. So like it or not, that's what you're going to see from now on. Friends, we're going to take your calls. Lines are packed right now. We're going to begin with Sparta, Wisconsin. Kimberly, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I was wondering, in the city in Michigan, where's PETA fit in? with animal sacrifices. Yeah, pe- people for the ethical treatment of animals. Have we heard them speak out on this, Usama? And, and you have not seen yet the true picture of that, that they will come and you see the streets of Michigan like the streets of Egypt where I grew up. As a six, seven years old Muslim children see the butchers killing the cows and killing the camels and in the street, they actually break the, they cut the lakes and I hate if there's any children listen to me right now, they cut the leg and the back of the camel and the cow, so the cow will fall down and the camel will fall down, and then they cut the throat completely in the middle of the street, and the huge amount of blood cover all the streets. Smell blood, and it's bad the second and third day, and, and it is very savage way to see it happening in the streets of Cairo. That will be in the streets of Chicago, trust me. So, Coming soon. And the people who see such thing as the young age of seven, eight, nine years old, when they grow up, they're already uh, 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 familiar with the blood scenes. They will have no problem to behead humans, not just animals, but humans. Kimberly, I just saw a statement come forth from PETA, and that says, at PETA, we don't believe in harming animals for any reason, and we encourage anyone who's bothered by this to take a look at what's going on in any slaughterhouse. So they compare it to, uh, you know, a, a, a cow slaughterhouse or whatever it may be for uh, people to have meat to eat, and uh, that's what they're comparing it to. Wow, that is a, a pretty far reach to yeah. compare. Yep. Thank you. Right. Thanks Thank for the call. You. Thank you. We've got Chris in West Dallas. You're on the air, Chris. Brother Usama, praise the Lord. How are you? Bless you, brother. Hey, I've got a con. I just want to encourage uh, the listeners out there. Um, I've actually um, attended uh, Usama when he speaks. We've, uh, he's um, came in, and uh, you know, he takes up a free will offering at the end. Of, but let me tell you, to those who are hearing this message, Brother Usama Dakdok is a mighty man of God. This man is committed to sharing the truth about Islam. He, this man works 24-7. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, he rests very little and gives his best. I would, call, I would definitely invite him to come and speak at your church. He sets up a PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. that is absolutely amazing. Thank I you, asked, Chris. Oh, I, Mike I what I want to share, though, breaks my heart, because I, I talk to Usama often. We, he asked me, Brother Chris, can you go out and, and try to you know, get me set up somewhere in some of the churches in your area? And I have gone out, and I have been turned away and denied time and time again. And that's, uh, you know what? The Bible says, for sure, you're, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And I just, uh, Brother Sam, I, I, I hope to see you here soon. I'm going to talk Thank to my you, pastor. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, Thank Chris. Thank Brother Chris. Appreciate it, Brother Chris. Uh, Zach is next. Hi, Zach. You're on the air. Hi. Um, so I went to a very Christian, biblical high school, and uh, one thing that was repeated a lot was Islam is a religion of peace. Um, and uh, also, I have some Christian friends who think it's okay that mosques, are built in America because of that because we have religious freedom. Um, what would uh, and and they think it's the American way. Um, what would you say to people that make these 
kind of common. It's very similar. Yeah, stamp. very simple. When, whenever I heard that before in the past, especially from ministers who claim to be Christians, I say to them, have you ever read the Quran? And they say no. And I gave them one of my Quran. I said, read this book. And you call me back and tell me you are very sorry for the stupidity and the things you have shared. Because in reality, it is once again, if you have not heard us in the beginning of our study, a simple reading to the Quran will show you there is no law, there is no peace in Islam, period. Number two, Islam is a savage cult. If you allow them today to build a mosque, where can you draw the line to stop them tomorrow from burning and bombing your church? Because that's the same book who teach them to build a mosque. is the same book teaching them to get rid of all the Jews and the Christians and anybody and everyone who will not submit to Islam. This is, once again, stupidity and ignorance for those who made such a statement. Thank you, Zach. And our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Have a couple open lines again, 800-733-9829. Uh, Rick is calling from Lakewood. Rick, you're on the air. Hi, uh, gentlemen. I'd just like to thank both of you for the, what you do and your your conscientiousness about the things of God I myself, I was raised as a Trinitarian in the Catholic faith, and I am no longer of that belief or that theology. But what I, my comment is, why, why in past history have the Trinitarians killed the Muslims? You know, that doesn't seem like something that would come from Jesus. Okay, thank you, Rick, for the question. Usama. Christianity does not teach us to hate any Muslims or to hate anybody. But uh, uh, the sad thing is the history of what some of the Crusaders and others did in the past. It is also a result of ignorance. But that time is not ignorance of Islam. They found out Islam is a savage. That's why they want to get rid of the Muslims who believe in it. But they forgot that the Bible teaches to love the Muslims as they are our enemies. And I see some people in America saying, oh, I love the Muslim people because, because they're wonderful people. No, you're wrong. We love them because Jesus taught us to love our enemy. And if you're going to lie to them and say they're wonderful people, they're going to continue to be Muslim. And someday, if not them, their children or grandchildren are going to read the Quran and find that they're real Islam, and that's when they're going to practice jihad in America, especially when they have the upper hand, when they have enough people to find, finally take over America and the world. And then you will be the reason why these people never accepted Christ, never become a Christian, and you will be the reason why your children or grandchildren will be destroyed in this country. So let's stop sugarcoating Islam, and let's love them for who they are. They are our enemies, and Christ commands us to love our enemies. And we must lead them to the truth of the gospel, that they may be set free from the savage cult of Islam. Because the reality is this. Muslims are victim number one of Islam, and the rest of the world are victim number two. Thank you for the call here, Rick. We are up against a break again. Usama Daktak is our guest, and our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. Usama's website is thestraightway.org, thestraightway.org. Back in one minute here on Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. On January 10th, 2023, the White House website and the website of the Canadian government and Justin Trudeau announced that indeed, the three leaders from Canada, America, and Mexico met. And what are they discussing? Well, according to their own January 10th, 2023 press release, they're merging America, Mexico, and Canada, the North American Union. In fact, it was called a North American Declaration. I was interviewing Phyllis Schlafly about this 20-plus years ago. Many of us were talking about it. We were called, well, conspiracy theorists. Well, here it is. And the Republicans under George W. Bush were working on this, and now so is the Biden administration. Will this fit with Bible prophecy, the world divided into 10 regions with 10 kings who give their power to the beast? Stay tuned.
Usama Dakdok with us here today from thestraightway.org. That's his website, and you'll find many teaching materials there on his site. And again, you can contact him through his site as well as far as uh, bringing him in to uh, speak at various events. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Uh, Clifford is calling from Kentucky. Clifford, you're on the air. Yes, sir. I'm trying to make a quick. Uh, the old joke about a frog and a snake, and the snake will give the frog right across the river. No, you'll eat me. The snake gets across. The frog gets across. The snake eats the frog. Radical Islam is the ones who are not doing anything. The ones who are doing what they do, kill, maim, terror, those are the normal. And the snake says, I'm doing what I do. Hmm. You know, so yeah. that's what they, the snake did. And uh, that's what their normal is, to do the, to do the radical. Or I hate you to use that word, because sure. that's not radical. They, they do what is normal for their <laughs> Quran and right. for their sect. Or their, yeah. It's not a religion. Yep. So yep. I thank you very much. Thank you. And and the, he made the point well, that that is not radical. That is that is basic. That Islam. is, nor- that is normalism. You know, Brother Jim, in the, in my new book, Exposing the Truth about Jihad, Unholy War in the Quran, I actually started with a chapter where I talked about radical, extreme, and fundamental. Mm. And I showed the American people, sadly, this is what your dictionary said about these three words. There is nothing wrong about being radical, extreme, or fundamental, because you can be radical in love with your wife, radical in love with your country. And that is great things. But the problem is, where you practice radicalism? If you practice in Islam, I have to kill you. Mm. I have to kill you because you are a non-Muslim believer. And in Christianity, I have to love you because you're my enemy. So there's nothing wrong with the word radical or extreme or fundamental because just this is what the book teach, and they're practicing what the book teach. Otherwise, you're lukewarm. You are rejected by Christ. You're rejected by God, and God does not want us to be lukewarm Christians. We've got Holly calling from Anderson, Indiana. Holly, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Thank you for taking my call and for your program. I um, have just been noticing a lot, and I've been curious, and since we have you on here, I uh, notice that a lot of our gas stations, and I'm pretty sure hotels and other industry, are really being taken over by the Muslims. Is there some connection, and is the government involved in giving them funding? And that's my question. I'll take the answer off the air. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Well, believe it or not, I know about that almost for 20 years, that I found that so many of the Muslim owners of Muslim of gas stations could not afford to buy their flight to come from the Muslim world to America. They're broken financially, very poor. But somehow, after they come to America, they own a gas station worth a million, two, three million dollars. How in the world are they able to buy it? It's because in America, you can come with a business visa. If you have a half a million dollars or more, depending on what business you've been in, you can come to America and you bring your family. And the Saudi Arabia rich oil people are performing jihad with their money. Because jihad in Islam is not just to kill. It is twofold of jihad. You can perform jihad with your money, and you can perform jihad with your life. They are buying gas stations in America. They bring in poor Muslims from the Muslim world. They make them on paper owner for this gas station. And by the way, the gas stations today are owned by Mr. Muhammad. In three years, it's going to be owned by his cousin. Another three years, it's going to be owned by his son. Another three years, it's going to be owned by somebody else. And somehow, the IRS made the rules here. If you start a business, normally, they give you a few years where you don't pay taxation. Wow. Business to bring Muslims to America, that's one of many ways Muslims come to America legally. And at the same time, uh, they are taking over this country because after they come, they have a way to become citizen in one other ways, like marry an American lady or so whatever other uh, systems they're using, and that is the jihad of money. They're not killing anybody, they're just coming to America. And then later, they'll be killing everybody, those who will not submit to Islam. Lisa is next in New Mexico. Good afternoon, Lisa, you're on the air. Yes, my question is that um, in my city, we're, 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 um, we do a lot of Indian jewelries in Gallup, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we we had Muslims that took over our city with jewelries, Indian jewelries, but some of them they got in trouble and they had to go to court. And, and do, you, do you have a question so, for our guest today? And so, uh, so why? I mean, all this um, talking about all this, how come you guys don't report it to the United States authority? Sister, I hate to tell you that the United States Authority are the one who will help the Muslims to come to America 
if not legally through our embassies all over the Muslim world, they are allowing them to cross the border right now. We're talking about 106 or 110 countries coming to America through our border. But the American people do not know that 56 or 57 of these countries are Muslims. And the American government will not do anything about it because, believe it or not, liberals, Democrats, do not have any problem for Muslims to come to America. And those who are coming through our open borders could not come to America legally because they're criminals. So the best way is just walk through the border. And believe it or not, we bring Muslims from all over the Muslim world in a, a, what you call this refugee visa. Why Muslims come from Egypt to America as refugee, but a Christian who are truly persecuted in Egypt could not come to America as refugee? And that's not just for Egypt. That's for the rest of the 57 Muslim countries. Our liberal government care less about Muslims taking over America they will give it to them with a smile on their face. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Let's go to Jeffrey in Port Charlotte, Florida. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Uh, I just want your comments about the uh, Revelation Apocalypse, the four horsemen, the colors of black, red, white, and green, or pale green. Uh, and those are exactly the same colors of all Islamic nations. Is there a correlation here? I personally believe, brother, that Muslim will be the one who will destroy America one way or another, and they are actually the one who's going to destroy the world. That's the sad thing the communists and the socialists are joined with the Muslims, not realizing they're used as useful idiots. But if America falls, the whole world will, will be rolling uh, down to, to the bottom anyway. But in reality, also from the Bible, I do not see any existence of America. Therefore, America has to be gone. And I believe, as I look what's happened in America the last 20 years, it is the Muslims who will take over America through the liberal party. Sadly, that's what I believe. And if I don't have any evidence of it, we'll just have to wait and see if I'm right or not. We are out of time here in the program. Thank you for your call. We're sorry we can't get you other callers here. Usama Daktok is with us. Again, his website, thestraightway.org. Usama, you've got 30 seconds. What do you want to leave with the listeners? Our dear Muslim friends, we love you. You have a golden opportunity. You live in a free country. It's called America. Study your Quran. Learn your Islam, learn about your Muhammad, and leave Islam. It is the golden opportunity for you to break your ties to the chain of slavery and the savage cult of Islam. May the Lord set you free so that your children will also be free. Come to Jesus. We love you. We want to see you become a Christian in this free country. Usama Daktak, thestraightway.org. Usama, thank you for being with us today. Thanks, Brother Jim. And friends, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for sharing the information you learned from Crosstalk with others. God bless you, and thanks for listening today to Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.